Hi, everyone. Welcome to Alive by Search for the Best Ways to Live. I'm your host. My name is Jiga Jr. And today our guest is the former mayor, congressman, and now he is the deputy director general of TESDA, or the Technical Skills and Development Authority. Ladies and gentlemen, Luigi Kisumbing. Hi, Hi Luigi. Guys. Hi, Jiggy. Hi, Yusek. Congratulations <laughs> on your new uh, adventure, like you said earlier. Thank you, thank you. It's uh, going to be How a challenge. How did you feel like road. when you found out that uh, you're going to have this position? Well, funnily enough, I uh, late last year, around uh, yeah, around November, December, uh, I was already actually in talks with the palace about what positions I could possibly fill. Uh, the president uh, was kind enough to let me know that he would like me to join his administration in one capacity or another. Now, around April of this year, uh, we met again with uh, some of the personalities in Malacanang, and they asked me if I would be willing to join TESDA as a deputy director general because of the uh, expected economic downturn caused by the pandemic. Uh, at that time in April and May, we were already seeing thousands and thousands of OFWs, for example, uh, starting to come home to the Philippines and really with no viable uh, horizon of when they will be able to go back to the countries that they, that they were working in. Uh, you know, we, I fully understanding that it would be a tough road. I said that absolutely I'd be interested in joining TESTA. So uh, as of about two or three weeks ago, the president signed my appointment. So I'm uh, officially part of the TESTA family now. Before we talk about the rough challenge that you have up ahead, Luigi, um, tell us exactly what is TESDA? Well, TESDA is an institution uh, that was started to provide standardized uh, labor skills, uh, technical skills. Uh, the usual term actually for it is TechVoc. Uh, these are vocational skills training. Now, TESTA has actually evolved quite a lot uh, in, in the last few decades of its existence. From technical skills, we also have job and employable skills, everything ranging from cookery to welding to construction and heavy machine operation, even language courses, bookkeeping. Basically, these are skills that are uh, needed in almost every industry uh, worldwide. And uh, the TESTA uh, provides scholarships for interested parties. And now they've even branched out to online courses as well. Uh, the NC2 certification, quite frankly, is one of the most respected worldwide. If you can produce an NC2 certificate for welding, for example, we've, had, we've seen cases where entire classes of welding students were recruited while they were still being trained. Uh, based on the institution that they were coming in because there's such a shortage worldwide. So it, it really is something that uh, is extremely exciting uh, for, for those that are seeking jobs or better opportunities. So TESDA is a training ground for jobs that are overseas? Overseas, local, uh, quite frankly, uh, the the opportunities are endless for the TESTA graduates. Um, 
we've seen, for example, uh, a lot of our heavy machine. Op- I'll, I'll give you an example. When I was congressman, uh, we sponsored a class of about 30 or 40 heavy machine operation uh, Tesla scholars. They were about 35 or so of them, but by the time the course ended, there were only about 25 left. You know, some decided to drop out, some decided not to pursue. You know, I came in and did the closing remarks of the class. And uh, I told them that, you know, now with this NC2 certification, you will be able to find job opportunities no matter where in the world. And they clapped politely. And after, the, but they didn't seem very enthusiastic. So I talked to the, to the training director after the program finished and I asked, you know, you would think that they would be very happy, right? That they graduated and they have the whole world in front of them. You know, the course director told me that, well, they're happy, of course, but actually midway through the course, a foreign company from Norway had already recruited all of them. So they already had jobs. which is great that's a wonderful thing yeah uh luigi um that world that you're talking about you know when you were still congressman you know last year is like another world we inhabit in a totally and completely different world a world we've never seen before like they say it's not the edge of the old place it's a totally different place that we're inhabiting Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you think will TESDA find its footing in this new world? Well, okay. The, the reality of the pandemic is worldwide, there are industries that are tremendously impacted. There are industries that, quite frankly, will never, probably never get back to the, uh, to the level that they were prior to the pandemic. For example, the restaurant industry, the hotel industry, that's going to take a while before they can regenerate to the same levels that they were. There are some industries, for example, like brick and mortar retail, Mm -hmm. uh, which quite frankly are probably going to suffer tremendous losses. You know, if a whole new world of opportunity opened up during the pandemic where people were, did no longer saw the necessity of going to brick and mortar retail, right? To go to shops in a mall, for example, when they had necessities, they could find it online. So you're looking at a reassignment of labor over the next year or next few years. And that's where test is going to become very important for those that are working in those industries. And there are quite a lot of people that work in those industries they're going to be able to, they're going to need to be able to find another means of livelihood. We've seen massive unemployment over the last few months because uh, we had, we have thousands, tens of thousands of OFWs that are coming home because uh, the countries where they used to work are no longer accepting uh, foreigners, for example, to do certain jobs. Uh, They used to be the lifeblood of our economy. And now that they can't remit the foreign, uh, the foreign currencies that they were to their families back home, and they're now here in the Philippines, they need to be able to still sustain their families and their communities. And that's why TESTA has been gearing up to provide courses for them, using their experience, using what they know, to be able to uh, 
uh, enrich, for example, uh, training programs uh, based on the experiences abroad so that when the labor markets open up in other countries, uh, we will have a much better equipped workforce based on actual experience and actual learnings. Uh, we, we think that's a tremendous growth, uh, growth area. We think that has a lot of potential and Tesla's happy to lead the way when it comes to that. So will you be re, re, uh, rehashing or will you be revising uh, totally your sort of, uh, I don't know if you can call it your curriculum in, in terms of the technical skills that it will uh, provide uh, to the masses? No, as a matter of fact, the only thing that we are recalculating now is the capacity for those training courses because these skills that TESTA has been teaching, for example, um, uh, computer engineering, how to build, repair computers, these are skills that will always be in demand. Uh, carpentry, uh, dressmaking, cooking, baking, these are skills that will never really have uh, an expiration. This will never really go away. What we are recalculating now is that we anticipate that there will be a lot more demand for these courses over the next two years. Uh, automotive repair, for example. Uh, in the past, we've had fairly small classes because most of the car companies preferred to do it in-house, their training. But we've seen a tremendous boom in interest over the last few uh, over the last few months because a lot of the people that used to work let's say for example in as waiters or as uh, sous chefs or uh, line chefs in restaurants are now looking at reapplying their skills somewhere else so uh, what used to be let's say classes of about 20 people are now classes of about 30 people with 150 wait list. Wow. And that's, uh, yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to recalculate now. And the president has been tremendously supportive uh, with the programs of TESDA. As a matter of fact, he made special mention of TESDA in his last State of the Nation address, because uh, that, that really will be, uh, we feel, the, the call of the times to, uh, to reinvigorate and to regenerate our economy over the next few years. Um, with all these nations closing down, um, how do you feel about jobs overseas? Because I think it looks like uh, primarily a, a majority of uh, your graduates from TESDA work abroad, right? Work overseas. With all of these nations closing down uh, from the rest of the world, sure. um, uh, do you feel that there is still going to be a, de a great demand for Filipino workers overseas? Yes, absolutely. Filipino, skilled Filipino labor is always and always will be in demand. What will change, I think, will be, for example, the accessibility of other countries. Uh, the airline industry has taken tremendous losses worldwide. We, we don't see over the next year and a half or two years uh, the same frequency or the same uh, cost uh, or the same cost of travel, for example, that's going to take a long while to regenerate. As a matter of fact, quite a few legacy carriers have already been filing for bankruptcy. Now, of course, there's a component there where that's a business strategy, but there are real losses that uh, uh, that have been uh, incurred by these airlines. For example. It was so jarring 
when I went uh, home to Cebu last Monday from Manila to look at the flight board in Naia and see four empty. flights. Empty? Yeah, there were, yeah, there were <laughs> only four flights on the board where it used to wow. scroll through several pages, right? Yeah, Every yeah. time you would fly. But with four flights, you can imagine how many uh, flight attendants, pilots, uh, aircraft mechanics, uh, even sanitation crew that have uh, lost their jobs. So while there will always be a call, for example, for Filipino seafarers, for uh, construction workers, welders, uh, housekeeping, uh, the, the demand for the demand for those industries may contract uh, over the short term, but we see a recovery over the medium and long term. But while COVID is still a threat, uh, we anticipate that there will be some contraction in those industries. So, do you feel it'll have a, a shift in uh, demand from, let's say, overseas workers? You know what just happened to New Zealand, right? There were yeah. there were two Filipinos from Hong Kong who went to New Zealand who were COVID positive. Um, so the, the fear of, of getting workers from abroad, including the Philippines, is, 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 is there, it's real. So do you feel that the shift from overseas jobs to local jobs or self-sufficient, uh, um, you know, maybe they're going to open up business for themselves will increase dramatically from overseas jobs in terms of the We've, needs of, of, of people that need training from TESDA? Oh, yeah. And we've already seen over the last few months. I mean, one of the funny things about this uh, pandemic is that we've, we've sort of opened up uh, smaller industries, smaller rings of industries. For example, uh, just where I live, right? All of a sudden, our village where I live here in Cebu, they came out with a Facebook group and you could <laughs> see all of the products that everybody's selling. <laughs> Your right? neighbor is selling your neighbors are selling different things and it's amazing, right? You would never have thought uh, you would, you know, to buy, let's say something as simple as a plastic rack to put your shoes, for example. You would have had to go to Gaisano, you would have had to go to Ayala or SM to buy it. When all along, five houses down, you could have bought it from a neighbor. Yeah, so yeah. definitely all of these, uh, we're, we're really going to see an increase in uh, homegrown industries we're going to see a lot of localized economy. And uh, I think that actually might be good for us as well also, because uh, it will be able to sort of uh, build an economic base uh, for the country that moving forward will be able to maximize and partner, quite frankly, very well with the uh, influx of uh, foreign remittances from our OFW heroes. Uh, I know it's unfair to ask this, Luigi, because you've only been uh, in your position just a few uh, few days, right? A few weeks. Sure. Actually, a few days, right? So um, um, Yeah, four days now. Do you, do you get a sense of what uh, the government uh, is doing? Because I think this is an incredibly difficult time that we're experiencing right now, and I think it, des it, it deserves an incredible response from the government. Do you, do you get a sense of... Um, what the government is, what you guys are doing already at TESDA on how to mount the economic comeback that, that we need. I'm sure TESDA is a huge component of that. Um, are you still in the planning stages or when you came in, there's already like a set uh, of things that needed, needs to be done? Yeah, the long and short of it is that it's a bit of both. There are plans already in place. Okay. Um, COVID though, 
has made it very difficult to implement plans. Uh, for example, face-to-face -face training is difficult to do uh, given the situation uh, that we're facing now with the pandemic. Uh, further compounded that Manila uh, has uh, shut down uh, under MECQ for another two weeks. So mm -hmm. there are no domestic flights in and out of Manila for the next few weeks. So, okay. uh, yeah, a lot, of our, a lot of our assets, a lot of our trainers, uh, and a lot of our resources are based in Manila. But I think that uh, it's just a matter of adapting the plans. For example, uh, like I mentioned earlier, TESDA has really ramped up its game when it comes to the online courses uh, and even online assessment, which uh, we are currently in progress uh, of setting up a system for online assessment as well so that you don't have to, at least while there is no vaccine, uh, you don't have to physically uh, go to a TESDA training center or a TESDA training site. Uh, you'll be able to do a lot of it online. So you can learn plumbing and automotive uh, uh, mechanics uh, job online? Is that, is that uh, the plan? Some of the courses, yeah. We're still adapting a lot of them to online. But there are some courses, of course, that will require tactile learning as well. Uh, those are going to be a little more difficult, but we're starting, to, we're starting to try to find a way to make them accessible online. Right now, the thrust of our programs in TESTA has been for food security, uh, which is, I suppose, one of the more important programs, especially those in non-urban centers. Uh, in the rural centers. So we've focused a lot of our programs to, uh, on agriculture, aquaculture, and uh, you know, even things like livestock uh, husbandry and, man uh, and raising livestock uh, to be able to help out sort of uh, with food security, which in a pandemic like this is the most important to be able to be sure that you have something to feed your family. And uh, we've had tremendous success doing that some of the other courses, we're currently uh, setting up modules for those to be online as well. Uh, Luigi, with all of these businesses that will be closed uh, because of the pandemic, I'm sure there's going to be yeah. a, a lot of job losses, right? And a lot of these people will be thinking about their pivot. Now, what, what are they going to do next? Because their, their careers are over or their jobs are, are gone. Uh, what industry do you think, aside from uh, the... Uh, food security that you mentioned what what industries do you think that the test that can train will will be a uh, more prevalent will be a uh, more widely uh, demanded from from tesla that's a great question number one what we're looking at are uh public work uh type industries let's say for example construction carpentry masonry plumbing these are jobs and skills that are always in demand we anticipate that the government, under the directive of the president, will embark on a massive, uh, will continue to embark on the build, build, build program. Uh, infrastructure and public spending is going to be, some, be one of the most important programs of the government because, number one, it will improve infrastructure, which will allow greater access to goods and services, but it will also provide direct employment through jobs in construction, heavy machine operation, masonry. So we're also gearing a lot of our projects towards that. 
construction and infrastructure uh, was one of the industries that from the very start of the pandemic was labeled an essential industry. So construction never really stopped. As a matter of fact, even prior, there were massive gaps in the number of uh, skilled laborers needed uh, and those that were available. For example, I'm sure you've been frustrated one time or two when going around Metro Cebu, you would see an unfinished road work, right? That uh, there was, let's say, a bulldozer or a crane or, or a backhoe. Stuck in the middle of the road. <laughs> stuck in the middle of the road, nobody there, correct? Yeah. The problem all the time. was, all the time. The problem is that there actually was a shortage of qualified operators for those machines wow. and qualified laborers to be able to finish those products. So what a contractor would do, for example, if he had three or four project sites, is that he would rotate his personnel through the job sites. That's why you wow. would see, yeah, and it, that was a common problem for all contractors. So you would see delays in infrastructure building, you'd see frustration on the part of people. And a lot of people didn't understand was that what the biggest problem was, was that there were just not enough warm bodies to be able to uh, construct it at the speed that it was supposed to be. Now, uh, we're seeing that a lot of people are expressing interest in those jobs now. And uh, like I said, we're trying to increase our capacity to be able to instruct all of them uh, to fill those jobs. And the nice thing about it is that if we're able to provide uh, the training for these jobs and they're immediately hired, the money that they get from their salaries will pump, will, will pump into their local communities. They, right now, nobody's buying from the big stores, right? Everybody's buying in the local markets and the local Sari Sari stores. Uh, nobody's really going to the big supermarkets uh, because the amount of income that's coming in is basically hand to mouth, right? So the money that they'll be able to get from the salary will go into the local communities and it will sort of, uh, it will sort of raise everybody up, not just the big corporations, but the local communities, which will be the most important for economic recovery. So you said you were going to expand your uh, um, facilities, perhaps Capacity. your ability to train more people, right? Uh, from yes. what I understand, the only test that I know of, I'm sorry, Luigi, the only one, one that I know is the one near waterfront in the yeah, home, yeah. right? Um, mm -hmm. Is that the only facility that TESDA has, or are there other no, facilities no. in the island of, of Cebu, in Metro Cebu? TESTA actually does off-site training as well. Uh, okay. What is in Lahog is just uh, the offices. Some okay. training is conducted there, but uh, by and large, we uh, do off-site training and we work with a lot of uh, privately owned training centers. Uh, a lot of them specialize in a particular skill or two. Uh, and TESTA partners with them uh, to be able to, number one, give scholarships uh, for students that want to attend those institutions. Uh, and number two, to make sure that the standards of the institutions are up to, uh, are up to NC2 level. Uh, that's, our, that's the standard that's sort of recognized worldwide. So TESTA accredits the centers and we make sure we validate the uh, quality of the graduates. Uh, 
as far as I know, I'm not quite sure how many there are uh, in Cebu, but I know that there's quite a few. Uh, just in Metro Cebu alone, I know of at least uh, a dozen. So uh, we'll be we'll probably need to work with them as we increase our uh, our own capacity, our own home homegrown capacity within Testa. But we'll be able to work with those partner institutions as well. Luigi, four 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 days into your job, do you already get a sense of how uh, uh, difficult the job is for you and the rest of of your uh, uh, you know, friends at Tesla. Do you, do you get a sense of how great the job is that needs to be done already? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, um, my particular cluster as well, aside from employment and livelihood, uh, one, of my, one of my primary duties is, uh, how do I put this, is serving a particularly difficult uh, clientele uh, we one of the responsibilities under my cluster is to work with uh, the military and the police for communities that were previously infected by uh, terrorist groups and uh, armed uh, armed rebel oh. groups yeah so uh, usually uh, these communities uh, are infected because they feel that the government neglected them at some point and they felt that these terrorist groups or armed rebel groups are, are able to provide something that the government cannot. Once the uh, military and the police are able to clear these areas, uh, the government does have to come in and put its money where, it, where its mouth is, so to speak, and provide uh, programs, projects, and services that the community needs. And uh, Tesla is going to be one of the most important because many of these areas are far flung. So, for example, higher education is not as much of a priority as skills development is. So that's one of the primary responsibilities of my office as well. So as you can see, it's quite a wide mandate uh, that uh, we're undertaking. But at the end of the day, I really wouldn't want to be anywhere else. This this is a tremendously important initiative, especially in light of the economic downturn caused by the pandemic. Uh, in incredible and unseen and uh, never never been seen before instances such as this, uh, Luigi. I think you you guys at Tesla will have to come up with something that's never been done before, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, is is your is the, the Tesla offices open already? Because I think we're already in GCQ, right? And a lot of people watching this interview or listening to this on a podcast platform are probably wondering if they can already go and see what they can learn from Tesla because they already have no job waiting for them. Are you guys yeah. open already? And if so, Absolutely. what are the minimum requirements for an individual to qualify to get training from Tesla? Is it free? If not, how much does it cost? Does it vary per course and all that stuff? Okay. Generally, it varies. Uh, the best advice I could give anybody that's potentially looking into a TESTA course is to go online, check the TESTA website. Uh, we have a lot of courses. I, I'm, I mean, really some courses. We, we even have, for example, online courses on 3D animation, right? Wow. 
uh, yeah, for people that are seeking jobs in the animation industry. We've had uh, graduates in the past that are now working at Disney, Pixar, uh, wow. other, yeah, uh, other companies. So uh, it's every course sort of has different uh, standards or requirements as, as you can uh, imagine. For example, the requirements for any 3D animation is drastically different from the requirements for uh, uh, for welding, for example, or yeah, or for auto mechanic. Um, most of our courses are for free. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have several programs where uh, there are even allowances that are given to the scholars uh, that uh, take. Uh, to take the course and this is true for the courses that are uh, offered by TESTA itself. For some private institutions, uh, I think some of them charge fees but again that can be offset or even completely covered by TESTA scholarships that we can give the private institutions as well. So uh, because there's just the sheer number of courses that we offer, the best thing for people to do would be to go to testa.gov and take a look at the, the courses that they might be interested in. Uh, each one of them will have the requirements listed there. In terms of minimum requirements, educational attainment, do you need to be a college graduate, a high school graduate? What no, are the uh, some, of, some of them require a high school diploma, but many of them actually don't even require that. We, we deal a lot and very often, for example, with uh, with uh, with out of school youths uh, that uh, are past the age of 18 that want to learn a skill. We deal also, for example, with some uh, IPs, indigenous people communities, where uh, in, in some cases the education is non-traditional. So uh, really there's quite a significant amount of leeway when it comes to educational attainment, uh, primarily uh, the the consideration is age rather than uh, rather than uh, educational attainment. You know, one of the buzzwords that I hear these days is self sufficiency, and a lot of people are pivoting into farming. I know a lot of people who are farming uh, in their backyard, and then a lot of yeah, people have property yeah. in the provinces now are thinking of or already are, in fact, uh, using them to plant or uh, to farm some kind of crop. Uh, do you have any programs for for farming, sir? Well, yeah, quite a lot. We have urban art. We have urban uh, aquaculture. We have uh, urban agriculture. We have uh, rural farming. We have uh, livestock. The, the, there are a lot of uh, programs in Testa for uh, for food security. Uh, like I said earlier, that's really one of the major thrusts of Testa right now, especially. Uh, given the conditions uh, now is to make sure that we are able to teach uh, people how to grow food, how to uh, take care of animals for food, uh, to, to, to be able to sort of lessen the burden on, uh, on what financial constraints there might be for food. I, you mentioned earlier that there was like a long wait list for, uh, I think, welding classes. There were 30 students and there were like 150 in the wait list. Um, is that still the same? I mean, do you still have a wait list? And I'm, I can imagine the wait list to now even be longer. Or are you increasing your capacity 
Now, like you mentioned, that's exactly what we're doing. We're increasing the capacity, but there are some courses that uh, are on hold, uh, especially those that require in-person instruction. Okay. Uh, those are listed on the website as well. Those that are on hold for now, because uh, we prioritize safety over everything else, uh, especially for our Tesla scholars. Um, what uh, what we do have uh, and what we are trying to expand uh, are the online courses so that our graduates can get the same quality of instruction uh, that they would at any test the center without having to travel or to expose themselves to uh, to a larger class. So do you expect or, or is there already a heavy influx of students wanting to be trained by TESDA right now? Yeah, Luigi, do you absolutely. expect more when things, when the quarantine levels even get less strict? I can imagine an influx of, of people want to be retrained and need to learn a new skill and pivot to another career. Yeah, we're, we're experiencing a large uh, amount of interest for all of our, for <clears throat> quite a lot of our TESDA programs. But uh, like we said, uh, we, we are also coordinating with other agencies like the Chambers of Commerce and uh, the Department of Labor to look at certain industries that have uh, a shortfall in the amount of uh, skilled labor for certain positions so that we can sort of guide people as well. Uh, at this point, we want to make sure that once our TESTA graduates are able to complete their courses, that there are opportunities waiting for them as well. Uh, we want to make sure that they can be immediately employed uh, as soon as their courses are done. And we've actually worked, uh, for example, in the shipping industry. We've worked with a lot of shipping companies to make sure that uh, we know what their labor shortage is so that we can guide some uh, interested scholars to those particular jobs, to those particular needs, to be able to uh, to be able to fill those vacancies and be able to make money right away. So there are the old jobs that were available pre-corona that will probably still be available oh, yes. when everything Absolutely. you know uh, goes back to whatever normal looks like. Maybe when we find a vaccine and not have the coronavirus evolve into some other beast. Um, so we all those old jobs that were available before were. were are probably still going to be there, but there will be jobs that will disappear. Um, will TESDA have any new trainings of new jobs that are, are still uh, being imagined by some people? Like a, a new normal means there's new economy. That means there's new jobs that are probably not yet, uh, you know, available when, um, when things are still on a lockdown. But when, when we start opening up, maybe there are new jobs that have never been seen before. Yeah, uh, just, well, look, when it comes to old, uh, old industries and jobs, for example, logistics will always be there. As a matter of fact, that particular industry has grown by leaps and bounds because people are ordering everything now, right? Everybody's going online to get what they need. So shipping, logistics, driving, these are, these are industries that are actually booming at the moment. Now, for the new normal, I suppose, yeah. Tesla is already starting to come up with courses. Uh, we have two courses that are in development right now that uh, one of them is actually already rolling out. What, for, uh, that, that particular one is for contact tracing. 
yeah, we're training people to uh, accurately do contact tracing because even with the vaccine, all of the experts worldwide say that we're going to have to live with coronavirus for quite some time. So we're, uh, we're rolling out a course for contact tracing because that's going to be an, a, a very important industry over the next few years. As a matter of fact, the government is looking at hiring something like 30 or 40,000 contact tracers uh, just within this year. And that's likely to blossom over the next year. Uh, we also have started talking with, uh, I think two or three different groups because we're going to come out with a course for sanitation, uh, how to properly sanitize, let's say for example, a home or a place of business or a restaurant. Uh, and to make sure, because right now, Every, every establishment is saying that they're safe, they're clean, but there really are no actual standards exactly. uh, to, make, to make that the case. Uh, what we're doing with Testis, we're coming out with a course uh, in very short order to be able to certify uh, sanitation technicians so that uh, if, uh, if a company that specializes in sanitation uh, hires the uh, sanitation technicians that uh, Testa will produce, the clients and the people that uh, they serve can sort of have some peace of mind knowing that there was a standard of sanitation and not just sort of somebody rubbing alcohol on the surface and saying that they're safe, <laughs> right? It, we want to make sure that there is an actual science process methodology behind uh, the way we sanitize well, anything, right? Offices, air, airlines, uh, restaurants, movie theaters, uh, preparing for the new normal. Um, so you have all these jobs and most of them, at least initially before you came in, before the coronavirus, all of these mm -hmm. jobs are available overseas. So you lose all of these highly skilled, uh, tested, trained workers uh, to uh, jobs overseas. Sayang, um, So um, is there a way, um, is there a mechanism that, the government can perhaps apply so that, that these people who graduate from these uh, uh, courses at TESTA, we don't lose them and uh, you know, we can take advantage of their skills and it'll also be worth it for them to stay at home no. instead of moving elsewhere. Well, what we're doing with TESTA now is uh, we actually are starting a program uh, based on the State of the Nation address of the president last week to give priority to the OFWs that are returning. Uh, we're working with them now for them to become sort of uh, training directors uh, so that their actual hands-on experience in working abroad uh, can be uh, echoed to new, uh, to new scholars in similar industries that they were. Um, it, it's really a big loss. There's no, there's no way uh, around it because uh, a lot of the foreign remittances that they... Uh, that they were sending back. That's one of the biggest contributors to our economy. And there's just no way to be able to replace that uh, in that same, in, in a short manner. But uh, we hope that uh, this program will allow them to have some viable employment locally. And while they wait for world conditions to change or adapt, they'll still be able to have, uh, they'll still be able to provide for their families. Uh, 
Luigi, what does a comeback look like for you? And uh, what do you think is Tesla's participation is going to be in this comeback uh, for uh, things to hopefully go back to where we once were uh, just a few months ago or even better? That's a really difficult question. I'm going to have to ask you to use your imagination. <laughs> sure, but uh, really we don't know, right? Um, like, like I mentioned earlier, uh, just a simple thing as travel. Uh, we were in a really good spot when it came to travel last year. Our, our tourism numbers were higher than ever. Uh, there was so much linkage. There were so many linkages and interconnectivity when it came to flights, right? I mean, yeah. from Cebu, from Davao, from General Santos, you could pretty much go anywhere in the world without having to hub through Manila like we used to uh, just maybe a decade ago. That may actually never come back, or at least not in the next five, ten years. So uh, it really will be difficult to say what, what, uh, what the future is going to look like. What is clear though, are there going to be some industries that are going to be bolstered? Uh, like I mentioned, logistics, uh, that's here to stay. Uh, logistics is going to be one of the primary drivers of our economy, even when it comes to uh, employment as well as real estate. There's going to be a lot of call for real estate, for warehousing, for sorting, for, uh, for delivery. Uh, th these are industries that, we, that we're already seeing are going to be taking the lead in what's going to be the econ what the economy is going to be for the next five years. Uh, whereas other industries like hotels, restaurants, uh, will probably bounce back, but the capacity likely won't be uh, what it what it was just six months ago. Even tourism, uh, I have not really heard of any plans yet, but one of our biggest tourists in draws Sinulo. I don't know how that's going to, how that's going to be possible Virtual. by next year. Virtual Sinulo probably. <laughs> so th these are things that uh, are already so difficult to imagine us not having all of those things, right? But that's really going to be the reality for the next few years because even with the vaccine, that just means that we are resistant to coronavirus. But any virus, as you know, it's not a static, it's not a static thing. They mutate, they evolve. So there's going to be another strain. There's going to be another kind of coronavirus in the future that we're going to have to deal with. And hopefully what we've learned over the last what is it five six months now six months Actually, longer seven than months that now. yeah seven months and for some countries as uh, longer from last year mm -hmm. uh is that we can't take these things for granted anymore as well uh i, I really think that my, many of the things that we used to be able to do without giving it a second thought will likely not will likely not be back Everything from how we meet with friends to how we uh, our, our social interactions, right? How how we how we do that in the future, that's likely to evolve as well. Uh, you said, Luigi. I'm sorry for asking you to imagine the unimaginable, but there yeah. are people out there. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but there are no people problem. out there who are scared 
who are insecure, who are uh, who can't sleep because their future is so uncertain. They they have no job. They have sure. they don't know where to go. Uh, 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 they have no food on the table, or perhaps uh, they won't know when to pay for their next uh, bill and all that stuff. Um, and I'm sure uh, uh, you're also and your and your people in in Tesla are thinking about ways and means in which you can help them. What is your message to those that are living in so much uncertainty? Well, I suppose the most important thing uh, for all of the people that are having difficulties or are nearly at their end of the rope, uh, their rope at this time is that our resiliency has always been one of our most important values as a people. We, as bad as the coronavirus has been for the last seven months, our country's been through much, much worse, and we've thrived in the aftermath. I, I absolutely anticipate that once the coronavirus is under control, our economy will rebound, our people will rebound. Uh, that's, 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 not even, uh, that's not even a... Uh, there's no doubt in my mind, I would say, that we'll rebound in the interim. Uh, the government is really trying to find ways to make sure that we'll be able to sustain and survive in the meantime. And I really honestly believe that TESDA will be one of the most important components of that, to make sure that we'll be able to continue uh, to put food on the table. Right now, you, you've seen all those quotes on Facebook from economists, from businessmen, 2020 is a year to survive, right? Yeah. We get through 2020 uh, by making sure that we're able to get uh, to provide for what we need on a daily basis. And for those that lost their jobs, test us here. Uh, our entire existence is to make sure that Filipinos are able to eat and provide for their family. And we'll continue to do that. Um, if they want to go to a website, a Facebook page, or a phone number, um, where should they go, Luigi, um, if they want to enroll and be a part or know more about TESDA? Yeah, easiest is the website TESDA.gov. We, we do have several pages on Facebook, uh, but those tend to be more about uh, just announcements, of course. If they want a detailed view or insight into what courses we have, what the requirements are, uh, TESDA.gov would, would be the best uh, would be the best resource for that. And uh, depending on where they are, uh, we have not only regional, but we have provincial offices uh, in every province uh, in the country. So all of those will be on the directory on the website as well. Deputy Director General of TESDA, Luigi Kisubing, thank you so much for being so generous with your time, Luigi. And I hope uh, My pleasure. you will succeed in whatever it is that you're doing over there at TESDA. And if you need our support, just uh, holler, just give us a call, let us know how we can help you thank promote you, thank you. Uh, TESDA and, of course, especially the, uh, the ones that you're handling here in the area. Thank you so much, Luigi. Sir Yusek, Luigi, thank you. Thank you very much, Luigi. Good you so to see much. you. Thank you. I was going to say, in these trying times, but then I realized there is no these trying times because we've never seen trying times like this before. 
So I'm just going to say, in this incredibly difficult times, I think we need an incredibly unheard of response from government. And we haven't even figured out COVID-19 yet. But I'm glad that people like Luigi Kasumbing are there making plans already and how a comeback will look like. And we're going to be there for that comeback, for sure. Thank you so much for watching Alive, my search for the best ways to live. My name is Jiggy Jr. You guys take care, okay?